Hey everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. We're talking about playing it like you mean it today and talking about some blues. So as always, these videos are for all instruments. This is conceptual stuff. This has nothing to do with the saxophone or this instrument or that instrument. And I wanna give you sort of an idea I have called blues blocks, little blocks of the blues scale. And this is gonna help you get really organized. And when I talk about playing it like you mean it, uh, confidence, I think we could all agree that's pretty important. Now, over the years, I wouldn't put in the position of having to judge who gets in and who doesn't get in. Who is at that level and who is at that level? As I was auditioning people for the university I taught at, as I was auditioning people for the Allstate Jazz Band, or these days at jazzwire.net, when people send me recordings of themselves and I evaluate them, I tell people where they're at. Now to do that, I need a criteria. What is important and what is not? So at Jazzwire, that's a big deal. I've decided for me what is important for jazz musicians to know. And that's a big deal because some people don't go through that process and they assume everything is important. Playing fast is important. Uh, playing with a good tone is important. Sight reading is important. Well, as far as I'm concerned, not all of those three things are important. And so I had to decide what that is, what is important. I think we could all agree that doing your job with confidence is important. Playing with confidence, being a police officer or a teacher with confidence, right? Now, what does that mean? Um, when we think about what's behind confidence, I had to do that for myself. When I hear a confident player, what am I hearing? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to answer that question for those of you who have confidence, again, whatever that means. And for those of us that are just starting out, how do we play with confidence? How do we build it? How do we pretend we have it? That's a thing. There's nothing wrong with acting as if. That's actually a great way to get ahead. Act as if. And then you go home and do your homework when you get your butt kicked, and then you go and do it again. All right. The sheet on the screen you can see what I'm talking about. So the first item I have is simply the B-flat blues scale. The B-flat blues scale. Now, I know people that, uh, friends of mine, teachers, that don't even like calling that a scale. And I understand why. There's a lot of things about that collection of notes that isn't very scale-like. There's some notes missing. There's some notes that there's two of. It breaks the rules of what a typical scale is. They say that it's sort of like a melody waiting to happen, or it's a melodic device. And that's fine. I don't care what people call stuff. I'm not here to talk about the philosophy of music or theory. You can argue about that below if you want. Fine by me. So I love that idea that the blues scale is a collection, or it's a melody waiting to happen. There's little melodic areas. Now, I think that's going to get us somewhere. So when we talk about this idea of playing it like you mean it, of playing with confidence, and again, that is something that when I'm listening to people, judging them, do you get in, do you not get in? Are you at this level or that level? Confidence is one of the 15 things that I listen for. Okay, so now uh, when somebody comes to Jazzwire, I may say, hey, you need to work on your confidence. They say, how? Good question. That's what we're talking about today. So to me, there's two elements in here. There's intent and there's organization. So when you speak with confidence, there's some intent. Uh, you intended to say that. You have a point you intend to get across. 
right? There's a plan, there's intent. And plan takes me to this idea of organization. So intent and organization sort of lean on each other. They're similar, but they're different. So how do we get intent into our playing and organization? That's what we're gonna talk about today. So what I've done, I've grouped the blues scale into little areas that I like. I'm calling them blocks. And I'm calling them blues blocks because that almost sounds like uh, you know a kid's story. Maybe one of you can write a kid's story called Blues Blocks. Send me 20% of proceeds. Okay, so let's go through and look at this. It's as simple as dividing up the scale into little pieces, little blocks. So the first block I have is this, first three notes of the scale. And it's sounding like a melody. That may have reminded you of something. It reminded me of some slow, meditative Coltrane piece. I don't even know what. I didn't mean it to. I played those three notes and I started hearing something that existed before. So right there. It's not the whole scale. Don't use the whole scale. When we're given a scale, we tend to run up and down it. No, don't do that. Look for these little bits. So I love that first little bit of the scale. There are so many famous songs written with that first little bit and famous solos. We're going to talk about one coming up. Let's go on to the second block here. So that cool chromatic area in there. Now it's just three chromatic notes. Maybe that's a little hard to make something of, but man, what a cool place to center your improvisation for a little bit. Let's go on to the third one that I like to use. Okay, didn't mean to do that either, but those three notes are, I think it's a Sonny Rollins blues tune, can't even think of which one it is right now. I can think of the Sonny Rollins tunes, it's not. <laughs> so let's not play that game. Wow, Sonny Rollins knew about this idea of taking a little group of notes. Sonny Rollins knew a lot of notes. He could have used all the notes. All right, so that was the third one. Let's move on to number four. This gets us to play it like we mean it. That is one of the most valuable things you have as an instrumentalist, as, as any musician, as a singer to play it like you mean it, to sing it like you mean it, right? So we reverse engineered it and decided that at least for me, what is, what is that confidence? Playing it like you mean it means confidence. What's behind confidence? For me, intent and organization. Great, how do we get that? Okay, even for a novice, a beginner, we can start with something like the blue scale, it could be any other scale, and then what we do is break it down into little pieces that you like. Now, you can use these blocks, these little groups that I like. I stole some of them from uh, people before me. You know what? Um, yesterday, I was listening to Song for My Father by the great Horace Silver. And Joe Henderson, one of my favorite improvisers of all time on any instrument, his sax solo on there. Listen to Joe Henderson's solo on Song for My Father. And you're going to hear him playing all this very cool repetitive stuff. And he's using some of these exact little blocks of the blues scale in a different key. And um, he's making so much of it. There are times when he'll use two and three notes for eight measures or more. 
Is that boring? Does it sound like a beginner? No, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't have to wonder what the next note is. You understand what I'm getting at here, okay? So now the trick is you have to do this. You understand the concept. You can probably imagine playing this scale or you've been playing the scale for 30 years. Get your instrument and try this. You have a key now to understanding, man, when Horace plays, when Joe Henderson plays, when John Schofield plays, Dude, they're, they, man, they're playing it like they mean it. What, what's that about? Oh, they've been playing for a long time. Sure, that helps. Oh, they're super talented. Sure, that helps. I'm here to tell you, you don't need any of that stuff. You need to have this little bit of organization. So let me do this. I'm gonna turn on the blues a little bit, and I'm just gonna play with a little bit of these sections of the scale. And then I'll come back and talk to you just a bit more. <laughs> So as I was playing, you saw labeled on the screen, I would use this block or this area of notes and I'd move on to that one. So I was doing it in a very too organized way, right? Four measures of this one, four measures of that one. Then towards the end, I started being a little looser, but I still had that organization. I hear the melody here. Now I hear the melody shifting here, right? So as you listen to it, even though it was an example, that wasn't the way I'm gonna play this weekend at my gig or the jam session I'm hosting on Sunday, it's not the way I'm going to play, but it is the way I'm going to think. So I played it in a way that hopefully was easy to follow, at least to begin with. So, and it hopefully it sounded like I had some energy, some intent. I knew it, where it was going. Here's another thing. You heard me playing with repetition. When I'm locked into this little three area, you know, notes, three, three note area, um, I do have to use repetition, which is a good thing. It's a good thing, right? Also, you probably noticed I was playing quote-unquote rhythmically, some repeated notes. So rhythmic playing, rhythm, is what's behind jazz and funk and all this great African and African-American bass music that we're playing. It has this rhythmic impulse, this dance, this vibe, this funk to it, this swing, right? So this kind of playing will get that. And when you play in that way, rhythmically, motivically, compositionally, guess what? You're playing with intent, and you're playing with this sort of confidence, right? And what does that mean? You're playing it like you mean it, even if you're a beginner. So this idea of limiting, that's a huge thing in my own playing, in my composing, and certainly in my teaching. It's all about limitations. The more limitations you have, the more creative you get. That's a big one. Remember that. The more you limit yourself, the more you have to get creative. That's where it's at. So I hope this helps. It's the simplest concept, but the not simple part is now you have to go do it. 
You have to turn off the video, get up, grab your instrument, open your mouth, sing, play a tune, sit down at the drums, and play in this kind of way. And yes, a drummer can do this kind of stuff too. They're not going to use the blues scale, but they're going to use other organizations. They're going to use drum rudiments, everything else. So thank you so much for tuning in here. And if you want to know more about this, and especially the way I evaluate people and give them practice plans, look over at jazzwire.net. You'll find out more about that. And as always, write me at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. And uh, I will send you this PDF or the PDF of any of the previous 80 or 90 videos. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care.